so flattered. I didn't look at it yet. Um, oh, that's <laughs> terrible. It was frozen like that for quite a while. <laughs> Let me see if I can... <laughs> see, it's, you can't even recreate it. It's so bad. <laughs> I want to play a game. The game All is, right. is Carl wearing pants or not? Uh, I want to play... I want to live in a world where I don't have to think about you pantsless. So. That's fair. <laughs> what, what do you listeners at home think? This is uh, October of 2020, just to, just for reference. Do you yeah. think who's... We'll wait. Do you think that the pants industry is struggling? <laughs> oh, yeah, the answer is I'm not wearing any pants, but you can't see it, so... You sit on your chair without pants? I'm you wearing, people, you know, you, underwear. People, uh, well, okay. That's like still not great. They're actually but. boxer briefs, so it's even more. Um, I mean, okay. underwear is to catch all the bad stuff, so <laughs> that's like not great. <laughs> I will say, it would be, well, I don't like this chair, so I don't really care what happens to it. Um, but that's a fair point. If I bought an, if I invested in a nicer chair, I would be worried about the upholstery, even with underwear. I'm not worried about your chair. I'm worried about the other people who might sit there. Someday. Oh, no one does. Actually, this is a way to make sure no one sits in this chair. <laughs> it's like, hey, just yeah. so you know, it's like when you have like food out. It's like, oh, I, well, I licked it. So you can eat it if you want, but I, I licked it. <laughs> then you're going to find out who the real weirdos are. Where they're like, oh, yeah, let me sit in that chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It definitely uh, separates uh, people for sure. All right, uh, we got a lot to talk about, so we should go ahead and start the uh, start the show. Welcome okay. to Play With It, a podcast where we talk toys, board games, and other things we should have outgrown. My name is Carl, and with me as always, the Bonnie to my Clyde, Noah. Fuck you, Fuck you Carl. <laughs> no? You know, I was going to reverse it uh, for fun, but it's, it doesn't flow. You always say Bonnie and Clyde, not Clyde and Bonnie, so. Yeah, well. You can be Clyde. We can both be Clydes. We why don't we both be Bonnies? I know that. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. So, anyways, uh, all right. So uh, let's get a little bit of administrative stuff <laughs> taken, <laughs> taken care of. Uh, you guys, I'm sure those of you listening heard the obvious cut. Um, <laughs> if you want to know what it was about, you can message me directly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I, I was actually going to fuse it in with another laugh, but yeah, it would be better if it's a really bad hard cut. So uh, first anyway. of all, uh, please help us out and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. We're pretty much everywhere. You can find uh, Noah on OnlyFans. He's uh, Boys With Toys, uh, S's or Z's, so you can check out his uh, private channel there. How'd you like that? Good. I uh well you know all you have to all make it real fans, quick. All, all of our fans are going to go to that OnlyFans and be really disappointed that it's not me. <laughs> they so, don't know because I'm, I'm sure that name exists. I would imagine <laughs> Toys with Boys. Yeah, I didn't look it up. I have no idea. Let us know, guys. Let us know if that's an interesting OnlyFans page. Wait, I thought OnlyFans was like for fans. That's why I have that page because I'm a fan of toys. <laughs> yeah, right. So. Yeah, that's what it is, <laughs> guys. It's I don't know. Get your head out of the gutter. It's just a premium page that Noah's made special content for for you guys. Yeah. It's definitely toy reviews. <laughs> it's toy related. It's toy related for sure. Toy toy adjacent. Toy adjacent. <laughs> um 
Uh, don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts so that you can email us and claim your free stickers. Oh, yeah. Just I haven't us. even gotten the stickers yet. Yeah, you're not getting any. Just email us at mail at playwithitpodcast.com with the screen name you use to leave the review as well as your mailing address, and we will send you a couple stickers. So just hit us up there or even on Instagram, uh, playwithitpodcastshow. I hope you don't run out before I get mine. No I one have, do it until I, I confirm that I have gotten mine, please. I will set some aside for you. Oh, okay, cool. And I'll, actually, I'll just order more because I was originally going to do, oh, let's do 25. And then you were like, dude, why even just limit it? Just buy more if they go out. And I was like, okay, that's, that's a fair point. So, yeah, yeah. it's going to be. Remember, one of them is sparkly. It's freaking awesome. Yeah. It's the best sticker ever. So if and you want our, one, um, and, I'll mail it to you. And you get all our subtly changed license-free art. So that's nice. <laughs> get them before we get attacked by the law. Yeah, get them before we get a cease and desist. Yeah, because they're, they're really <laughs> sweet. Because can you imagine what shitty artwork we're going to have after we can't use that stuff anymore? So <laughs> you better get it while the getting's good. Yeah, only only Carl's original fanfic characters. <laughs> yeah, fanfic. So, so you you we all know we've discussed. You write a lot of fan fiction for various properties. That's not but, true. But but the only stickers we're gonna make is of the original characters that you include in that fanfic. <laughs> Custom characters we where we own the IP. You know, like those people who do the Sonic fan fiction, and then like Sonic meets another hedgehog who's like way cooler than sonic mm-hmm. and super powerful like a self-insert i think is what they call mm-hmm. it that's what we're gonna make stickers of is your fan fiction self-insert <laughs> it's a uh, uh uber shredder and he's, <laughs> he's he's got even more spikes yeah uh, and, uh, he's fighting against double skeletor he's two skeletons in one <laughs> Three. He's got three faces, just like many, many faces. Oh, there we go. And it's Let's three different up. skull faces. Forget a rips. That's <laughs> just the same face. <laughs> yeah, it's the same it's face. Skull. Actually, oh, one's good. open mouth and one's closed mouth. <laughs> nice. So, uh, been getting some pretty good response on our Instagram page, and I got uh, someone that uh, wanted to share one of their overspend stories. Uh, a few episodes ago, uh, we talked about overspending. And how right. Carl doesn't overspend as much as Noah, apparently, because he was not pleased with my, <laughs> oh, I spent an extra $20 on something. Yeah, what a waste of time that was. Yeah. Well, no, because we have um, a listener that chimed in with something that they wanted to share. So I'll read cool. that to you. This is from Monkey C 2003 It rhymes. It's nice. Um, and uh, he wanted to share... I really wanted to complete Generation Select Seacons team when they released. I pre-ordered two of the six bots for release price on Hasbro Pulse. Two of the deluxes I overpaid for $60 a piece, so about double price for each. The final two I needed I could only find from a seller in Japan for $100 a piece plus shipping. Way, way overpriced for a $20-ish Combiner Wars-style deluxe, but I really wanted the whole Combiner team, so I clicked the button. Piranicon is definitely one of my most expensive pieces in my collection. So wow. I have a little bit okay. of uh, first-hand knowledge of this. So just so yeah. you guys know what we're talking about, Hasbro Pulse had some 
only for Japanese market or created for Japanese market uh, set of combiners for transformers. But they were distributing some of them to the U.S. market, and you could pre-order them. I actually found out about them. It's like a team of six bots, and uh, it makes a really sweet, huge combiner named uh, Piranicon or King Poseidon, which is the Japanese name. I found out after all the pre-orders were done, but they were starting to come into stock. I missed the stock of Snaptrap, which is like the main turtle. Um, he's like the main leader of the team, and he creates the torso. Uh, I was thinking about just getting him. I was like, man, that, he's really cool. I waited a day. I was like, I guess I'll check it out. Cause he's like, I forgot how much he costs, but he was more expensive than the other ones. He might've been like $40 or $50. I decided the next day to do it and it was completely gone. And I had no idea that everybody was clamoring for these things. So I realized that I kind of got screwed, but I was patient, watched some, uh, forums and I was able to get them all from Hasbro Pulse when they kind of came into stock. They did another, um, like a pre-order. They knew what stock they were going to get in, so they were able to kind of update their numbers. And I squeezed in there and got to pay for... <laughs> and I, f- I feel bad, because there's definitely Carl, tons oh, of people... Carl, yeah? <laughs> You're just... So this is the Carl talks about, uh, rubs it in this person who overspends face that he didn't overspend for the same thing. That's, that's what this segment is Guys, right now. <laughs> I, they, I'm just... I'm letting you know kind of how it went down and how I was I able know, to I sneak know, in. I do feel bad. I was just getting ready to say, I'm, I don't feel is, bad for staying on it, but I know that there's a lot of people that missed it completely. Right, right. Um, and it's really hard to stay on top of things like this. Um, the thing about it's always going to be hard for sets, combiners. Oh, yeah. Combiners you, you get a few trap. of them and you're screwed. Yeah. You yeah. have to. All of a sudden, you, you, you only learn about it after the third piece is been released and all of a sudden you're like out for a ton of money yeah um i totally know how that how that goes so i can uh, i feel for you man but hopefully it feels good when you look at those sweets that sweet sweet combiner on your shelf because that's what really matters yeah money comes and goes yeah yeah yeah. Uh, they did release a um a repaint because they had done a repaint back in from g1 to g2 of the original toys that are like white and silver instead of like the um pastel like malibu looking colors where it's like pink and teal and white Mm -hmm. and blue this is more of like a white and gold with a little bit of teal i can't remember what they if they renamed him some other bot i can't i don't remember i think so probably but anyways they they did have that on hasbro pulse so some people may have grabbed that some people wanted that more too because they didn't like those like 80s like bright colors so I was attracted to that, so yeah, that's yeah, insane. man. Um, I'm sorry that you had to pay so much, but I think it's worth it if you enjoy what you bought. That's at the end of the day, so for sure. And you know what? One thing that I've learned fairly recently: often, as long as you're not buying total trash, the market will catch up. That's and true. So if you're really worried about it, the value will usually catch up. Yeah, I know, like. My example from last time, Warhammer Quest, I could very easily sell it right now for what I thought felt was an outrageous amount of money when I bought it last time. You were really... As a matter of fact, I think when we were talking about overspending, that might have been one of them that you mentioned, was it not? It was. Yeah, that's why. And now, yeah, here we are a couple months later and and the value has gone up. Yeah, it's absolutely skyrocketed. So, so it'll it, if that's something yeah. that really matters to you, it'll probably And I think around. the people that pay what they have to pay are buying it for the right reason. It's because they really like them. Yep, this is sure. why we get so mad at scalpers because they got you by the balls. 
Uh, right. <laughs> and you have to pay your if you want it, and it's nowhere to be found at retail. Then you have to pay what you have to pay, and but you want it for I, your collection, and it's worth it to you. If it's worth it to you, do it. Um, yeah. But yep. yeah, if you guys got any more of those overspend, I'll try my best not to talk about how I didn't overspend on the same <laughs> item. Uh, <laughs> I, my the point was that you had very narrow bandwidth, and I had to check every day for like weeks, and that's tough to do not everybody could do it i just happened to check while i was at work i got lucky um i hope that they release them again for the united states because they're really sweet but uh but yeah so and also guys if you have any more stories or if you have like questions i think we might do we're getting close enough to doing some kind of like fan questions segment or even like um an episode if you guys have questions you can send it to our instagram or email I know that um, our buddy Let's Toy, who's on Instagram, has um, lent us a whole bunch of questions, and I haven't done anything with that list yet, but I'd like to hear from some other people. So um, hit us up, and uh, we might start mining for for questions, things you guys want us to talk about. Um, hey, Carl, it'd be fun. could you just give, give me a little taste? Just one question? Yeah. Yeah. Let me pull it up. I wasn't ready for that part. I mean, I can give you the list. No, we'll just not just answer them. <laughs> Give them the biggest <laughs> blue balls ever. Yeah, just just be like, oh, those are good questions. These are and good questions on. and thought provoking. <laughs> Anyways, no, um, I, w- I just want a little taste. A little taste. Obviously, he's more into the toys, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm just gonna. So, best figure of a wave, I thought was a pretty good one. Okay. Um, so, if there's like a wave of toys coming out, you're just like, well, clearly this is our favorite, and this is why. Right. Um, I don't know how objectionable you can be with a lot of this, but I don't think it matters if you're objective. No, it's just our opinion. Uh, <laughs> okay, best figure of a wave. Okay, well, we'd have so... to like. Okay, here we go. How about Ultimates, TMNT, um, Super Seven figures that we we both just well, got them. Oh yeah. By the way, yeah. Yeah, we okay. and We're very happy with those, and it's four of them. So just to recap. Uh, Super 7 release these Ultimates. You can see us uh, gush about them on almost every episode. We usually <laughs> talk about Batman and Ninja Turtles every episode. But uh, so the first wave was Splinter. Baxter Stockman. Yeah, Baxter Stockman. Foot uh, Soldier. Go ahead. You list it because I'm going by memory and you know. <laughs> and Foot Soldier and Raphael. Yeah. Okay. Foot Soldier, and Raphael, so- Baxter, and Splinter. What's the early best fa- one? Early favorite was... Baxter for sure. he looked visually the most impressive. Yeah. But and we were surprised that, I, that they made him. We were like, really? First right. wave you're going deeper cut like that? Yeah. So but oddly enough, now that I've gotten a chance to play with them, Raphael is my favorite by far. You can pose him very dynamically. Yeah. Baxter Stockman's kind of just like standing. He looks cool, but I've really enjoyed making little dioramas with my toys lately and uh for my shelf. And uh Raphael is you can like you can plop him down on any shelf and he'll fall into a dynamic pose. It's pretty awesome. That's cool. That's good. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's actually incredibly important that one of the turtles is really good figure, <laughs> given that you're going to get three more with different paint on them and some right. different accessories. So I'm glad that they spent some time making a good um, turtle figure. So there you go, Let's Toy. We uh, we hit you with an answer to one of your questions. He's got about three or four more. Um, that will, but yeah, we'll, we'll put some, something together. We can do like a little segment each time, uh, answering a fan question. And if we get enough of it, 
we could do like a good portion of an episode about it. So bring them in, guys. And I, I personally would like to open up the questions to absolutely anything. They don't have to That's be true. Toy board game related. Yes. As you want to know what? Go ahead. You want to know what I think about something? Ask me, and I'll tell you. <laughs> That's a good thing about us. Uh, you want to know? We'll tell you. It's got to be fun, though. <laughs> no, no, ask, ask a fun question. It doesn't have to be fun. No, people, something deep. People, What's a deep dark secret, Noah? There you go. I, that... <laughs> it's it's our job to make them fun. It's that's, not their job. That's to true. Pre-screen fun questions. Yeah, and we can also veto one, so we can be like, nope, not answering oh, that. Well, now I can't believe you said that out loud. Oh, now they're gonna know that we screened out the fifty-seven other questions. Let's toy. Sent us. No. <laughs> he'll know (laughs) (laughs) yeah so that'll be fun so let's do something like that so keep keep it in mind email us so we got a couple two major topics to to cover today uh one is we had the hasbro pulse con which was like a stay-at-home panel over the weekend uh about a week or so ago from this recording and um they unveiled all kinds of stuff and if you guys haven't noticed they own every fun property except for maybe two or three of them that we love so there's a lot to go over and then we have hero quest which is kind of t-bones into that conversation because they talked about hero quest um i'd like to give noah the opportunity to which one would you like to which one do you think makes the most sense to talk about first i don't think it matters all right (laughs) well then we'll just go in the order of the outline how about that how about them apples cool. yeah so, let's do it so let's talk about hasbro pulse they had online panels this year you know it's nice that when everybody can't get together that these companies have kind of put a lot of effort into and i you know i'm sure there's there's money involved so of course they put a lot of effort into it but they've tried to really bring um everybody in on not just like announcing a bunch of stuff, but having panels with people involved that care about it, the teams behind the toys. Some were better than others, but we, we've seen it for Comic-Con. A lot of companies doing their own little panels and announcements. And now Hasbro's got there. I guess this is kind of in lieu of um, New York Comic-Con, I would think, with stuff that they probably would have announced around that time. They decided to have their own event, and they covered all kinds of cool stuff, so... Yeah, I, everyone's got to sell the stuff they were planning on selling at the cons. Yeah, so. and tell everybody Have about it and make it fun and interesting so that we go out and buy it. Yeah, and so it's cool. I feel like it's pretty awesome in the sense that like those of us, which I would assume, I mean, I know a lot of people attend San Diego and New York Comic Con, but the majority of the people don't have an opportunity to. So it's cool yeah. to like have a little special event that everyone can attend and get a chance to buy cool stuff. And I agree. And, you know, I could see in the future, even when cons come back, that they do something like this because having an event that people can watch and be a part of that couldn't make it to the, the convention um, is kind of uh, like a new and huge thing. So that's a good point you uh-huh. make. And I could see them continuing doing something like that. So first thing I want to cover is Dungeons and Dragons had a few different panels. I've been kind of getting myself uh, back into wanting to play. But what was interesting is and why it relates to Hasbro. Well, they own Wizards of the Coast, which owns the properties for Dungeons and Dragons. 
they unveiled a figure, a toy figure, Forgotten Realms uh, Drist figure. Uh, it's like a two pack, and uh, it was is really, that how you pronounce that? I think yeah, that's what they were saying. Is Drizzt. Drizzt. I've been saying Drizzt for a long time, and I'm also oh. dumb. If you guys at no. home happen to know better, oh. but the they had some like the official podcasters of I think it's called Dungeon Talk. Um, mm-hmm. And they said Drist. So I was like, they probably know better than me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I've just, I never would have. Yeah, I never would have yeah. gotten that. So those Zs are like Ss, I guess. So they unveiled um, an action figure. It is the first action figure um, currently for Dungeons & Dragons. I found it very entertaining to watch these RPG gamers have to announce an action figure when they have no idea how to announce an action figure. Or, like, how to sell one to people. Like, hey, guys, we're unveiling this thing that we don't really do anything about. And it was (laughs) a lot of fun to watch. They're professionals, and I think they did a nice job. But it was pretty hilarious for them to, like, they they kind of, like, articulation. There's a lot of that. Like, that kind of stuff. (laughs) And it's like, these guys were a little uncomfortable with it. But they were, like, trying to find the, like, this is really cool that they're doing this. But they didn't really give a shit about it. And uh, it was pretty funny to watch them explain that. But uh, it's a cool-looking figure. I don't remember the other. There's a Panther character. Gwenda like Gwen, What is it? Gwenda something or other. Hey, Gwendevere yeah. or something like that. I'm sorry, guys. I'm butchering that. But I don't well, know the lore as well. I'm sure it's pronounced a completely different way. And it's spelled because Drizzt is. Yeah. yeah. No, they're. But- I I have a theory. I didn't watch it, but let me just solely on your yeah yeah. Let's hot take it. I'm I'm, a, I'm going to conjecture wildly. I don't think that's a correct sentence, but do it anyway. Yeah, they probably were like also a little off put because as designers of RPGs and people in the bit, I bet they're just as tired of hearing about that character as anyone who's paid attention to D and D in the last ten years is because like. Well, He's this, like the only like. Of course, it's him. If they're gonna make one D and D toy, it's him because that's the only touchstone I, character that of D and D that they seem to focus on. I don't know why you say that. I don't even think they've written any books about him. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Surely he's not in any books or shoved down every D and D enthusiast's throat forever. Yeah, obviously, it's been I'm a while. There's like a thousand books about uh, Drist. Drizzt. Yeah, Drist. It's. And they're not like terrible books. Don't get me wrong. I, no. I, I long time ago I read like the first couple and they were fine. But I yeah. uh, I don't know. I've grown up a little bit. That grim dark. I'm evil, but I'm not sort of thing is like pretty played out, in my opinion. Well, I will say that that character is one of the earlier ones to do it. So if you got any new characters that are playing that trope, I could see that being. It's been overplayed, but he's been around since the beginning, right? So. No, no, no. Matt, no. When, when do you think that they introduced this guy? In the nineties, for sure. Oh, okay. Well, I would say I still think the point remains that uh, it's not like they made a new character that's you know a grim dark character that you know is bad but good, but bad but good. Oh wow, he's he's actually older than I thought. Nineteen eighty eight. So it, not the beginning yeah, by any means. Right, right. It's um, a valid point though. If you're if you're oversaturated, it doesn't really matter. But I just thought I'm not saying he is a ripoff of anything. I'm saying that him, that character, as far as I know him, and yeah. and there have been a million books, so he could be a different character now. Could be as far as I know him, mm. you know, 
is I'm over it. Yeah, so that's fair. <laughs> but so, I can be wrong too. Characters change, oddly enough. So overall, the books don't. No one who's like a big fan of this dude come at me if at all possible, because um, I, I don't know, I'm giving opinions on things I don't really know too much about. <laughs> as i do so so anyway we're both gonna be pre-ordering that anyway so uh uh, so that was cool um i'm sure there's a bunch of people that are excited about that that really love that the forgotten realms uh world and they can have a figure to put on their mantle and uh, enjoy it and if it does well they'll probably do more and there might be some really cool characters um name me name me name me one other character from D&D. This isn't a test of your knowledge. This is a test of how there sure. are no other touchstone characters in okay. D&D. Strahd. Okay, one. That's it. No, no way else. And, <laughs> and that's only because you want to do Curse of Strahd. Yeah, I looked right. into it a little bit. Um, okay. Yeah, one I don't know. I'm sure there's other ones. I just, you're right. I don't know. But there, it's not, I think it. what we're, the point we're getting to is that we just, we don't know the world enough and it's not for us. It's not a toy for us. It's well, a toy for someone else. That. But you're right. Like he's, I don't know anybody else that jumps out. It's the like, point oh, I'm getting another... to is I don't think D&D has done a very good job of having... Promoting their characters. Having like iconic characters besides the stupid elf I don't like. <laughs> I think that's the point I'm getting to. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Warmaster, right? That's the, is, is it Warmaster? But this is a good way to get there. If they like, you know what? We've really screwed up about like uh, making characters that are touchstones outside of our normal you know, RPG gaming fans. Sure. Uh, another one that we're going to come back to that uh, was talked about was Hero Quest. They had a panel about Hero Quest. We love Hero Quest, and we're going to talk about it a lot. A uh, game from the 90s that is out of, way out of print, and um, Hasbro is re-releasing the game through crowdfunding. So we're going to cover that in you're going to hear way too much about that at the end of it but they did have a panel about it so I thought I'd mention it it's going to be fun to talk about then Star Wars everybody was super excited about Star Wars it was funny to watch the Hero Quest panel and they didn't cover a whole lot but it was hilarious how the live stream like you're seeing the the text of everybody chiming in they didn't give a shit they're like Star Wars, Star Wars, give us Star Wars, give us Star Wars. For the whole, like, 15 minutes of the Hero Quest panel, they, like, I don't care about this. I don't care about this. Get to Star Wars. So, they don't get no respect. You know what I mean? It's different communities. I know. People I go know. to Hasbro for toys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Star Wars Archive Series Wave for the next year was unveiled. They kind of put that stuff on hold since the pandemic. But they got a whole nother batch of those. I didn't do a good job of listing them. But uh, these are out of print figures that they are putting back out in the market. Relabeling them archive series and doing some little tweaks and stuff. So I'm really glad they do that. I got the first wave. I was able to get Bubba Fett. And who else did they? I think a lot of it was uh, Bubba Fett, IG-88, Bosk, and uh, the Luke Skywalker in x-wing gear mm-hmm. so i just named off the ones that aren't coming out uh but uh, <laughs> that i got that wave and i like it and i think it's a lot of like newer figures i should look it up but you guys can check it out um it's a good concept i'm glad they're bringing that back um they figured out flame effects for figures 
and they decided to throw it in every freaking toy that they're releasing. <laughs> so, like, they're doing another Bubba Fett for Return of the Jedi series because now that they've kind of finished up with uh, Empire Strikes Back, they're doing Return of the Jedi figures, going hard on that right now. And they decided to make the Bubba Fett more expensive uh, at $30 because he's deluxe, adds an extra gun, and a flame effect for his arm wrist uh, what a gauntlet. Complete- rip off uh like what a joke <laughs> it's a cool <laughs> like, flame but i feel like that's what we're paying for is no, like hey we yeah, added a a translucent uh painted piece uh, that's like three inches long so you have to pay me more money yeah what a yeah what a joke <laughs> so i have that pre-ordered um <laughs> yeah for real i may cancel it i don't know i do have above a fact there's a lot of there's a lot of Boba Fett's um, at this point. So, I got the cool vintage carded Empire Strikes Back Black Series Boba Fett, and it's cool. I only need one six inch Boba Fett. You can't. I think you can't that's tell the one me that he looks so different from Empire Strikes Back to Return of the Jedi. I know there's hardcore fans and everything, yeah. but for me personally, I'm not gonna spend thirty dollars for a flame effect. And if you're gonna have one, gun. I think that's the one to have. The vintage card looks awesome. Right. Uh, Empire Strikes Back version is really iconic and sweet, and that's when he was like released originally, you know, mm-hmm. um, as a as a toy. So, um, yeah, uh, but they're doing him again with slight different paints and uh, a flame effect for thirty bucks. So they unveiled that. Then they did what might be my favorite and the best thing they unveiled. Uh, no, we're not talking about the Razor Crest toy. We're talking about the Holiday Black Series Troopers. Next. Where, yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. I don't like them, but they're for some people that like the fun. Listen, yeah. I'm I'm tired of walking this line, all right? I get that ev- there's a market for everything. Doesn't mean it's cool. Those things freaking suck. I'm, if you like them and don't agree with me, that's fine. We can still be friends. But those things are ugly as hell and a total waste of money and the fact that people like them does not make that not true so i got those pre-ordered and then <laughs> uh, just kidding okay uh i think i run that joke out but that was a good one to do so quit while i'm ahead they are basically black series troopers a uh, bunch of different types with like just a whole bunch of green and red and like uh ugly christmas sweater designs on them with a cute not little, a, there's not even that much design on them. Like it's no, it's no, a like, paint. It's a repaint. Jobs. It's a repaint. But it's like a real basic, ugly. Like yes. if they tampoed like snowflakes on them and cool stuff like that, I, it would make a little more sense to me. But it literally looks like someone spray painted green and red all over those stormtroopers. Yes, uh, it looks like <laughs> I handed a blank uh, stormtrooper to my seven year old nephew and said, "Make <laughs> this look like Christmas." And then he like I painted. The legs green and the the armor chest red, and then I, yeah. all right, cool man, La- lazy, lazy. And I also think I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure they just took the scarf from Lando Calrissian, painted it red, so it looked like they had Christmas scarves. Probably, yeah. I, I, you know, I feel like it's a missed opportunity because I like the concept, and if they had done something that was a little more like, here's a frosty v- version where it had like some blue and some white, like the blue, white, silver. And then they had some, but they're all just red and green and painted. Yeah. And ugly. Um, but like, they didn't even give them Christmas accessories. They didn't even give them Christmas accessories. Like, no, I guess not. There's not like 
any like candy canes or like one might come or like, you know, it'd be cool. Okay. I still think it's dumb, but what if each of them came with a piece of like a techno techno Santa sled, a, a like build a that, figure Christmas uh, tree. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or like a build a figure Santa sled, a yeah. build a figure Santa that was Jabba the Hutt. Like yeah. there's such a cool, like cool things they could have done, but they just were lazy, lazy, lazy. And everyone bought it up. So Sorry, I don't know if they bought really, it up. I think they're still available, well, but I, I don't know. I'm interested to hear what other people have to say about them, but uh, we don't like them. Well, but I'm, I'm glad they exist. What is interesting to me is when I was watching them unveil them, they had a little back and forth about, well, here's something that we were working with Lucasfilm because they had one guy from Lucasfilm and then the other was like the team creators. And they're like, here's here's a new line that we definitely had some back and forth with. And they started laughing. And what I now have gathered after seeing them is that they fucking hated them at Lucasfilm. And they're like, no, 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 hear us out. And they had like apparently like a lot of revisions, I think. Just from like a few sentences they said in passing, I figured it out. They uh, had a hard time getting them to okay them. And I wonder what they looked like before they fixed them. But anyways. I, I, don't, I don't know if I would call them fixed. Yeah. Uh, so those, and then we did have a HasLab for the, uh, Mandalorian ship, the, uh, <laughs> Razorcrest, which it says Ravencrest here because. Cause you're not a true fan. Burn the heretic. Yeah, it's fine. I, I do love the show. I can't wait for the new season. And because we're so slow at releasing these, you, Hey, Mando, uh, season two is so great. There we go. So we can go ahead and get our <laughs> review out while we're. <laughs> well, it's even funnier is we're so slow at releasing these. I don't think it was that long ago where I was trashing Mandalorian a little bit and the uh, particularly the baby Yoda. Um, but <laughs> I am all on board on Mandalorian. I love it. Hopefully yeah. season two doesn't ruin it because I have a lot of stuff pre-ordered. <laughs> yeah, he's he's uh, cautiously optimistic uh, and I understand that. <clears throat> oh, so no, far, I'm, su- I'm, su- I'm supremely pessimistic about season two. Oh, OK. You just hope that they don't make you hate the series so bad that you have to cancel right. all your pre-orders. I mean, I, mean I, I hope it's good, but I believe it's not going to be as good. So Yeah. Uh, so his uh, main ship, which is really sweet, is uh, the Razor Crest. Um, they put a lot of work into it. It's $350 on their crowdfunding site. It's going on till I think, November. Uh, you should get in on it if you love it. Uh, it's a vintage collection, so it's... 3.75 scale and uh it looks sweet it's not for me uh but it is that is really well done they even have a bathroom uh on yeah, the <laughs> you had you no screenshotted world. it and sent it to me They're like dude is this a bathroom <laughs> and it's literally a toilet and it even has this like stand up like hose with a urinal thing like <laughs> it's the space such suction cup so you can it's, pee in zero gravity i know i love it um uh it might be for me it's a little expensive and from what i've heard though i'm sure this is just marketing nonsense is they don't plan on releasing a normal vintage collection razor crest this is like your chance to get it so but you know we'll see how that actually pans out people say a lot of things we haven't seen because the cycle is so fresh we haven't seen anything from haslab actually um get delivered that we've been paying attention to. So like uh, I started paying attention when they released the, um, the Ultron and that hasn't delivered um, yet. So 
I'm very curious to see because they're putting all this money into tooling these things. I do not believe that they will never re-release these things. I don't believe that no, at all. It's nonsense. Um, Utter to, nonsense. They're, yeah, they're so, getting the fans to pay for like just basically pay off the production, yeah, right? Right. So, and it's interesting. I noticed something interesting. I don't know what the difference is, but did you notice that the Hero Quest has lab has a dollar amount? But the Razor Crest has lab has a total funder amount, so person amount, and I wonder what the difference is. That's that. a good point. Uh, we can get into that uh, a little bit later. But I think usually they don't put a dollar amount, but they set right. goals at the dollar amount with uh, the Hero Quest. So maybe it's based off of the team that created it, how they wanted to structure it. I don't know if there's much to to glean from that, but also I, I think there's a lot more people there. You could tell they were worried about releasing the Hero Quest and no one giving a shit. So yeah. I think that was why it was a dollar thing. And then I think oh, with the yeah. Razor Qu- uh, Crest, Razor Quest, I would call it three different things. Uh, the, the 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 Raisin Crest um, <laughs> uh, is clearly like at three hundred and fifty dollars with thousands of people backing it instantly. That money would be ridiculous, and I think that it, they might feel like it's a little. I was like, oh, I don't need to back it. It's like way they have tens of millions of dollars already, like 350 right. times, you know, however many backers. I think it's probably better. Like, this is how many backers you want to do. It's just larger well, quantities. And it might be a little bit of a psychology thing where, like, they might be have been a little worried about Hero Quest. So they're like, well, let's show people where we're at so that potentially people back for multiple copies to yeah. feel like they're pushing the funding. And- yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that there's just a, they took a different tactic because of where that product lies in in their fan bases and their knowledge of the fan base. So I said we we're going to talk about it later, but here we just talked about it. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next thing they talked about Marvel Legends. I don't have a whole lot to say about the Marvel Legends releases. Um, there wasn't a lot that like excited me. They did some deep cut characters and some of them I wasn't really all that not just interested in, but some of them I just don't even know. So, um, but it, the build a figure looks cool. It's, um, a version of the Hulk in like a cool, like suit and hat. Wow. I know he's got a name, uh, but I don't remember what it is. You're going to drive all of our fans away. (laughs) Sorry guys. You should just stop talking. All right. I'm cutting that out. (laughs) Joe, fix it. That's it. Joe, fix it. Uh, I didn't read a lot of Marvel, so there's a lot of characters that they're making, and I'm really glad they're doing it because there's people that get really excited about these deep cut characters. And in the fandoms that I'm into, I want those deep cut characters, so I'm glad they're doing it. But I didn't know much about this wave, so I don't know if you have anything. No, uh, to I, I, I've been. I actually didn't even pay attention. Like I saw the Joe fix it and thought that was cool, but I don't. Uh, I'm out on Marvel Legends, so yeah. All right. Uh, sorry, guys. Um, another thing that's fun to talk about is the rise of the 3.75 vintage figures. Uh, and we can kind of get into some of our th- like theories as to what has driven it. But well, th- the Hasbro is taking um, taking a page out of other people's books and putting out some 3.75 Marvel characters. And they look really cool. They're, doing, they're in two packs for 20 yeah, bucks. Yeah, they, they look pretty cool. Um, obviously, that price point is nicer than the alternatives. Yeah. Like uh, clearly there was obviously super seven didn't invent the idea. Right. Five point articulation, 3.75 
inch scale toy, but they did uh, champion the idea of creating lines of toys that never had a toy in that scale so that they could fit into people's collection yeah. of toys in that scale. Um, and they've been doing that for a long time with their ch- reaction figure lines, mm-hmm. um, which aren't for me, but I know they are. I'm just not the market and that's okay. Like they're, they're well-made toys mm-hmm. and you know, they've been doing it for a while. So clearly there's some inspiration there because they've been super seven has been killing it and pushing out like tons and tons of reaction figures. Yes. And they're almost not quite, but they're almost to the level of Funko pops. I feel like where people are going after chase figures and like they're selling out and people are like, I don't, I don't know that the fandom is as rabid, but it's growing. I don't think so not yet, but w- I think it remains it's growing. To be seen. And, yeah. And I think it might get there. If Super 7 were a little more predatory with their like chase figures and stuff, I think it could get there. We would be, Um, it'd be ridiculous to say that that didn't help inspire Marvel. I'm sorry, Hasbro to put out Marvel versions of their three, like, you know, 3.75 vintage figures with the really cool card back. They clearly saw the, the turtles and the, um, the market was there. Yeah. The Robocop ones, all these like really great, um, art, on the on the cards uh with the you know the vintage style characters uh it looks like the execution's pretty good in the pictures for what they are they're two packs so they got like a spidey electro they got captain america black panther and then they have iron man and cyclops and i feel like those are some the iron man cyclops and captain america black panther are kind of interesting pairings but i don't feel like there's a slouch i actually like all those characters Mm -hmm. um and um We'll see when they're released, but it basically nets you ten dollars a figure, which is almost half. half the price of a reaction. But of course, they're yeah. gonna be making large quantities and be oh, put man. in big box stores, which is great. Right. Having this stuff readily available is awesome. I would love to know the behind the scenes. Yeah, uh, in my mind, there's a couple ways it could have went down. I would love to get confirmation one way or the other, not for any other reason than just I find it interesting, but like. Maybe Super 7 approached licensors about doing reaction figures, and then Disney was like, oh, well, let's go with a bigger company. Though Disney has is doing stuff with Super 7 right now, That's so true. I don't know. Or, um, Around maybe, the same time, too, which is interesting. So yeah, you might be onto or, something. Or maybe Hasbro was like completely independently thinking, like, hey, this is a new way to sell the same old properties. Or maybe... A designer was like, hey, I've noticed this is cool. Let me pretend like it's my idea. There's just like a lot of ways it could have went down, and I would yeah. love to know. So I'm also know. really impressed with when I was seeing these panels, the teams, for the most part, there's a few outliers, but most of them are very into what they're designing. It's not like some they just picked somebody that was corporate to like head the design and everything. It's like these people collect these things and they're passionate about it. And when we get into GI Joe, that'll be like the next thing we talk about. They, they seem to be one of the the greatest teams that are just super excited about their products. So I, I could see someone at corporate Hasbro that jumps from design team to design team actually collects 3.75. Like, you know, you guys, we put out, we own the Kenner stuff. We I collect 3.75 vintage figures. Why don't we do it for Marvel? Like we have Marvel Legends. We have the license for that. Why don't we do the 3.75? And maybe like, yeah, maybe one day we'll do it. And then they see reaction figures, you know, selling and doing really well and you know like, you know what? You're right. Uh, I can imagine someone there like they caught caught their eye on it. It wasn't necessarily as uh businessy, but um yeah, a lot of different possibilities, but 
it was eventually going to happen, I think, and they're well, smart yeah. to do it. Eventually, everyone's going to do everything. I almost feel like these quote-unquote deluxe Black Series are a way for Hasbro to try and step into the Ultimates field. Yes. Um, they're, they're just not good at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, they'll find so. out when it peg warms. Uh, it's like, these. it's slowed down. This is our least selling Bubba Fett. I don't understand why. Oh, because giving them two extra accessories doesn't make a $10 price jump. That's why. No. No, not at all. But hey, if they make a Moon Knight, I'll buy it. That's all I know. I know. This is how they do it. Bubba Fett is the Moon Knight of other people's, you know, lives. <laughs> not, More well, people than Moon Knighters. People, I would say. Okay, I thought you were about to equate Moon Knight to Boba Fett. No, like, no, no, no. Oh, I'm just saying no that the way we feel about Moon Knight, where right. we'll buy anything that gets released. There's people that feel that way about Boba Fett, and way more people than right. you know people in Moon Knight. But. Speaking of Moon Knight, just a little tangent. Have sure. you seen? How much his first edition is going for now? What's his first edition? Uh, like her Marvel first Legends? appearance, Werewolf by Night. Oh, 32. oh, the actual comic. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I don't know. I'm scared. <laughs> no, but don't look, because I, I will never own it now. <laughs> is it that bad? Uh, there was a chance I could have owned it like six months ago. Yeah. I would have paid way too much for like a 5.0. A really bad one. Yeah. But now, no way, no way. So <laughs> that's just, uh, that it's just going it's me. like it's getting insane. It's getting insane. Uh, but anyway, well, you know, I'm going to have to look it up, but that's, that's well, yeah, because you have one. So you got to see what you got stacked. Well, last time I checked the, so I got an 8.0 on mine, which I think is kind of generous, but I did get it pressed. Um, I, but it is, it was at 1,400 and some change around there which is way more than I paid for it and I'm very happy to own it. But, um, and I don't have a lot of pieces in my collection where I bought it at a really good price and it was skyrocketed price. I don't have much like that. Are, are you looking it up? You got that face. Like you're looking it up to see. So 8.0 CGC. Yeah. It's, it's, I guess it, maybe it's come down a little bit from when the line looked where it was crazy, but 1700 bucks for an 8.0. Wow. That's still a big change from 14 to 17. That's a few yeah. percentage points up. Yeah. 4.0 is 500 bucks. Ah, it looks like the price might've come down a little bit. Maybe I just saw some high ones. Jump on it before we release this. <laughs> I know. Cause I saw like a, a 5.0 that went for like $2,000 and I was like, no way. This is just outrageous. But maybe that was an outlier because I, I see some more affordable ones. All right. Oh, well, okay. So now that I'm examining how my feelings were when I thought I couldn't have it, I probably should jump on it. Yeah. All right. We'll get that done. Uh, yeah. Okay. So that's Marvel. We didn't have a lot to talk about um, other than those 3.75s that are kind of cool. Next thing to talk about is the G.I. Joe panel and what they released. They're in charge of the 6-inch classified line and the retro line which is not really as retro as we thought it would be, but still pretty cool. They are releasing a Zartan, which is, the scope looks great, and they're starting to like make up corporate buzz names for the pinless designs that other people have been putting out for the past couple years. We're starting to see it a lot more in the joints. So like the, um, the knees and elbows on Zartan will be the first one to not have pins, and they're calling it Invisipin technology. Um, I'm glad they're moving this direction. I think these bigger guys are slower to 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 make changes like that when they have these big lines. 
but um, well, I'm glad I think uh, as far as all invisible pin toys that I've seen, um, Zartan doesn't look awful. Like yeah. it looks pretty good. It does. Uh, it do- doesn't have the. I mean, he's wearing knee pads, so obviously that makes it easier, but he doesn't have that weird, ugly flap like you have on Masters of the Universe on the knees. He doesn't have a weird, like, connection in his elbows like NECA does. Um, it, it looks pretty good. I like it. They're going at a good trajectory right now. Um, and Zartan, you know what that means. What does it mean? Oh. Hopefully they do the rest of the Dreadnoughts. Yeah, dude. Which I, those will be the only ones I'll buy of the classified. I think that's a do. good, that's a good rule to make for you. Um, it's like, they're my favorite class and I, it, it, there's a, a number of them have a nice little collection of those. They're doing a new version of the Cobra infantry, uh, which is just a redecro. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm slurring my speech. <laughs> I'm not even drinking. They're doing a new version of the Cobra infantry, which is a redecro. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm keeping it all in too, I think. <laughs> Cobra Infantry redeco of the trooper uh that they did for Cobra Island uh for Target that no one could get a hold of and people just kept when they do find it, they buy every single one of them. It's just slight changes. You can army build with those. I don't think it's it's actually not exclusive to anywhere. So nope. I think we're gonna finally start seeing those in stores everywhere and uh well, the we'll pre orders are up. You can I, I think your best bet would be to order them from online retailers, like pre-order them because I think they come like one to a case, Oh, which they always do that. They make the army builder a one in the case and then they make some main character a two in the case, which I get it. I guess that's just to stack the deck in favor of the other characters. Well, and I think they don't want peg warmers. Yeah. Like what are like, what's going to appeal to everyone? Like if, the person who's going to buy it that you would not expect to buy it, they're probably going to buy a main character, not a soldier. Right. Build, like a builder, right? Right. So like army builder. So it makes sense financially, but I know it pisses off those people who like to army build. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good that it's not an exclusive, so we hope to see a lot more of that. I hope to get a hold of one. They put out a uh, character Firefly, and uh, he looks pretty cool. Uh, bombs oh, expert dude. What's that? They've already put out. It's a redeco of Firefly. Is it? Yeah. Okay. They seem to do one redeco wave of the last wave. If you think about it. Oh, all right. So they did the first wave, then Cobra Island. They redid Roadblock. Right. And Firefly was in the second Cobra Island, and then this wave they're redoing Firefly. So that just seems to be all right. And then they're doing. They have enough characters. It's it's annoying. Clearly, it's a cost saving maneuver because they have enough characters they should be able to put out like 20 waves before they ever have to put out a character again. yeah but if they already have the molds they're still printing them and changing the paint at the paint stage and then now they have right, some for exactly. the next yeah, i get it they are doing cobra vipers which i guess is just a different head on another but uh it's that mirror helmet which is pretty sweet even come target with goggles too uh, it's a got the mirror exclusive. yeah target yeah, well, it comes with one. goggles and yeah so they got the guy uh, they did it on purpose they were talking about it it was like apparently it was related to the old figures and so they gave it the, the goggles while it has the the chrome visor uh paint awesome. looks really good on it with the it's actually like chrome paint um so it's a little more than just silver so that's pretty cool and then uh they are doing more for the retro line which Noah and I did get a hold of, and you actually got your Hiss tank, right? I did, and yeah. it's cool. 
box nice. looks really nice. Yeah. Displays well. Haven't opened it up yet, but uh, I'm excited about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they got Roadblock, Scarlet, and Destro. Interestingly enough, Scarlet is one to a case uh, that I heard. So I don't know. She's actually you, the one that's hard to find. I thought Destro you know, probably would be, but. You know why. Mm, I don't know. Toy industry doesn't support toys of women. Bro, they don't think they'll sell, which is nonsense. But that's got to be why. Well, uh, you know, if it becomes scarce, then they'll make. They don't want. They don't want another Rose Tico situation. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see that online? I forget which company it was, but on Valentine's Day, they were selling a dozen roses, and it was a dozen Rose Tico toys for like twenty bucks. (laughs) No, I didn't notice. (laughs) Yeah. They're also doing Fang Copter, uh, which uh, the Fang is pretty sweet. One character copter with a giant bazooka on the front or something. Uh, pretty mm-hmm. sweet comes with the figure. So that's in that wave. That's the the vehicle of the wave. Noah's not as excited about that one. He feels like it. What did you say? Well, they redesigned it from what I hear. Yeah, and made it a little stumpy so it would fit on the shelves better. I just it looks a little weird with the guy in it, but I'm still gonna get it. Like it looks cool. I just, you know, it doesn't have that same gravitas that the old, sure, you know, That's vehicles. Fair. I don't know. Um, and then uh, they had Zoids uh, is coming out. What? Um, Zoids from the huh? early 2000s. What is that? Zoids. Never heard of it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Never never heard of it. <laughs> uh, you build uh, these robotic beasts and then you battle them. And uh, Sounds... it's... they Like Pokemon? Uh, I don't know. They have a video game coming out. It's not for our age group, technically, mm. but a lot of this stuff doesn't necessarily have to be in our age group. We still like them. But yeah, they're trying to revive the, for the third time this like Zoids property. Wait, and, w- uh, one more time. What's it called? Zoids. Z-O-I-D-S. Oh. Interesting. I'll try and remember that. There's no need to. Uh, it was funny to watch the panel. It was in between two panels I wanted to see. And I was like, oh yeah, I remember Zoids for a hot minute. You basically build it like a gunpla, but then you like it's got some sort of action feature where you draw a circle and they fight each other and you knock it out of the circle type of thing. Kind of like marble. So you take gunpla and that, marbles. That sounds like a nightmare. Have you yeah. ever tried to play with a gunpla? It breaks in a well, second. Well, yeah, so this is go everywhere. They did they, they don't have any sprues. They cut it all off of sprues for you and they've labeled everything. They made it like so that it's almost right. built. Um, it's snap tight, so you're not doing any kind of glue or anything. Sure. So it's a gun plot, and those pieces fly everywhere if you even so much as drop it from like a foot up. Yeah. Yeah. So they're trying to do that again, guys. So if you remember Zoids. So one more time. Do it again. It's, it's called Moids? Jesus Christ. It was funny to watch the panel because they weren't even excited about it. <laughs> it was huh. They were not into it at all. It was uh, two people. They're reading off of a script and had no personality to it. And uh, I think the lady got put on that as like a punishment. Uh, Maybe it's like a performance <laughs> review. Like, for some reason, I, I just feel like all my joy and excitement leaving my body right now. All right, let's switch real quick. Let's switch real quick. Uh, Transformers. <laughs> Uh, was a, was a pretty good one, guys. They're bringing back Beast Wars under the name Kingdom, which is weird. I don't, I, I wonder why they re- changed the name. I think it's more the name, like how they do like the Cybertron. They is like it's just the name of the the series. Hmm. Differentiate it too, I guess. Uh, they're yeah. also oh, I think they're trying to combine it so that you can have both. Like they're trying to make a world or 
a situation in the storyline because they have a storyline they're going by. They like, need to sell they're on Cybertron, more. and then they were on Earth, and then now there's yeah. animals. They need to find a way to sell that same old Megatron and Optimus mold in their new line that has nothing to do with that universe. Well, I get it. Well, we got the we got the G two paint job of yeah, uh, Megatron, no. so now they're gonna have a like a, a, another yeah. one. You know, um, yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, we want to do Beast Wars, but we don't want to stop selling this mold we've sold seven times. So let's make it a shared universe called Kingdoms. I mean, you can, we can be mad about it, but it works. Uh, <laughs> I'm not mad. Works. I'm laughing. It's no, it's pretty good that you see through it. So one thing that was funny, it's unrelated to the product, but during the panel, one of the designers kept talking about kibble. It was like, there's no kibble on this figure. And this is kibble lists. And what the fuck is kibble? Can you guys tell me what kibble is? Wait, you really don't know? No, I didn't know what that meant. Oh, kibble is like when you transform a transformer, usually in its robot mode, like all of the parts on it that from the other like the extra trans- parts that don't oh, okay. actually look good. So oh, okay, like, okay, okay. So like if you look at like Masterpiece Optimus, that new one, he has like kibble on his back. It's like he has it's like he's wearing an ugly backpack. Oh, or, like, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Or like when you transform like Starscream into a jet and then you look underneath it and you can see it, parts that aren't on a jet they're, they're just obviously parts of his robot mode hidden like that's I got it. so yeah. i i mean i could definitely surmise that it was stuff you didn't want on it because he was so excited about it. there was no it was like okay there's things on it you don't want but i couldn't tell exactly what that meant but I, that makes sense the extra so, crap from transforming what's yeah. funny is that beast wars is got i mean it has its own challenges because you're going from an organic shape to an inorganic shape right but it's way easier to do less kibble in my opinion because almost every character is the same from the waist down it uses its animal feet it like a lot of them have like animal arms still uh-huh. so it's a little bit easier to hide kibble i feel that's like that's true and then i think um they had to make new molds. You couldn't just repaint some shit that's boxy. So uh, I'm proud of them for for doing it. We're getting Megatron, but like the you know the dinosaur Megatron. We're getting Cheetor, Rat Trap. These are ones that I grew up with. I wasn't around for G1 earlier episodes. I talked about Thundercracker being my favorite. He still is because uh, I got it at a yard sale. But this is after a kid had already owned it in the 80s and then sold it in the early 90s or late 80s whenever I got it. I guess early nineties. What a stupid fucking kid. Yeah, and it's like worth like 70, 80 bucks now. So jokes on you, what, kid. Just kidding, because it was only in the midsection. Dummy. But um <laughs> so I had a rat trap and I don't think I ever I never got any of the bigger ones. So I'm really excited about being able to get the Megatron. They're also feel- doing um Warpath and these they're doing these dinosaur skeleton characters that are cool. Paleo Treks. And Vertebrake. Warpath looks stupid as hell. I'm just going to put that out there. I think Warpath looks terrible. But uh, I feel like Beast Wars is kind of our generation's Transformers. That might have been a little old, but I can't remember exactly. But I watched a ton of Beast Wars on CW. Yeah, for sure. And it was cutting edge computer animation. (laughs) And if you watch it now, it's terrible. (laughs) um so it's it's really bad but um i wonder if the i wonder if it's fun to watch it's probably like gonna be really hard to see that kind of graphics but (laughs) 
Yeah, I remember the movie I made my mom buy the because they did like a, a movie release, a pay-per-view type of thing. And I remember watching that and they're like, this is awesome. And then I had Rat <laughs> Trap. And then you had the McDonald's toys that were like you just flip the head down or up and then it was transformed. Yeah. But um, it, it was cool. That's Yeah, that's our generation. And they're doing them. And there's Black Arachnia. And they're doing Optimus Primal which is the one that I always wanted and it's they're releasing it and I have it pre-ordered and I'm really excited because it's one of those that like you couldn't really convince your mom to buy the high-end one. So it's like I had to get Rat Trap because like that was the cheap one and <laughs> I did I thought it was cool. You couldn't hand her the Optimus Primal which was probably like 30 bucks in early 90s money and uh expect her to buy it. So I never got one and I'm really pumped. <laughs> That's so. awesome. And then they had the the red collection, which is the non-transforming, uh, basically six-inch figure line. Um, they're doing a Cheetor, which we're I'm really excited about. It looks yeah. really awesome, and it does look uh, cool. we're waiting on our um, sound waves, the red sound waves. We both bought that, and then I also have the Optimus Prime um, on the way too. So hopefully we get those. Um, they're going to look Some great on the shelf with their like sleek yeah. designs. For sure. No kibble, guys. No kibble on the <laughs> on the red. Kibble free. All right. You ready to talk about Hero Quest? Yeah. Let's uh Noah's gonna head the Hero Quest talk because uh it's nearer and dearer to his heart. But I have my fond memories are with him playing Hero Quest at his house. So if you want to talk a little bit about your experience with Hero Quest before we talk about the no. campaign. Okay. So I've been into HeroQuest for quite a long time. I don't know. It's it's always been a game that's been near and dear to my heart. A lot of fun to play. Uh, was definitely instrumental in shaping my tastes as far as like dungeon crawling board games and like fantasy artwork. Like it definitely played a part with like a lot of the Games Workshop properties and like yeah. choosing the direction my life would go as far as satisfaction in modern day artwork and stuff. <laughs> Sure, um, sure. It's actually um, probably the original HeroQuest fault for some of your opinions that are coming up. Uh, yeah, for sure, because <laughs> it's a really, it's a big, it, it's big shoes to fill, and I think yeah. everyone who loves HeroQuest probably felt the same way to a certain degree. It's definitely this game. It's not the most amazing game ever made, right? But like the feeling it brings, the little it's a little dungeon crawl game. It has little furniture. You set up rooms and scenarios. One person plays like the game master who runs all the monsters. Like um it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of room for imagination. The aesthetic is very cool. There aren't there aren't really any other a lot of games I can think of where you have like furniture and stuff. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Especially cool at that time furniture. period. Yeah, for sure. Um, um so it just Go ahead. It, it hits a lot of the right buttons. And then the art. The art is amazing. Cover is one of the most iconic board game covers ever made, in my opinion. I agree. Um, one to which most fantasy art tries to live up to mm-hmm. and fails in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. But not all fail in the way that the art for the new HeroQuest fails. We'll get, so, in, we'll get into that. I'm going to show my hand a little bit on that one. But yeah, so it's a great game. It has its flaws. It's not by no means like a modern masterpiece. But right. I know it's it has not fairly a, balanced, right? Right. And What's it has the best, its uh, weapon in, in oh, HeroQuest. <laughs> Are you trying to feed me? Feed me? You want me to say the Bo- Bod Sword? 
<laughs> broadsword, dude. That's the best thing about Hero Quest is the broadsword. Broadsword. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, Bardic Bardic broadcasts yeah. uh, on YouTube has a great video about why Hero Quest is so great. He does a much better job explaining it than I do. Um, you guys should check it out. If you haven't seen it already, and you may not have, uh, but it does have millions of views. And if you, all you got to do is go to YouTube, open up YouTube. You probably have seen YouTube, and you go into the search, and you look up Hero Quest. It's the top one every time. It's the top one, <laughs> and it's why uh, Hero Quest is so great. And, and it, one, pro- it had a large part, I think, to do with it why its popularity exploded a little bit in the last few years and why we have this has lab to fund a new production run of hero quest because uh, it's partly his fault. It has to be. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. So Hasbro is doing a has lab for a board game. This is the first time it's hero quest. Basically it's a straight up re-release. No real changes to the rules as far as it has been announced, um, which I was surprised uh, about actually. I, yeah. I was worried they were going to use the name and uh, massacre it and turn it into something that wasn't doesn't have the spirit of Hero Quest at all. Basically, make like a descent, which descent has a, some pretty good lineage to Hero Quest, but um, I don't know, like a zombie zombie side or something. That's like this is yeah. not even. There's a lot of horrible ways they could have went with it. Yeah, and so part of me was pretty happy that like, hey. They just took the game I love and recreated it. Right. But another part of me who has had Hero Quest in my collection for many, many years mm-hmm. was a little disappointed because I already own it and like I wanted something a little different, maybe a little more modern, like get rid of that roll to move mechanic. Maybe like I was open to it being changed. I want to say that right off the bat mm-hmm. because people know me. I am kind of stuck in my ways. Like very much you right off the bat felt like I was going to hate it. Like, mm-hmm. I was open to something new. Sure. Right. Okay. And so it doesn't bother me that they just did a straight up recreation. I think that's great, but I don't know. I feel like that's a little bit of a missed opportunity, uh, but very cool. The, the has lab, like if you don't own the game, you, you can pledge a hundred dollars just for the base game. And it's super cool. It comes with fully plastic furniture. You know, you get all your characters and the monsters are all plastic. They made the game board bigger mm-hmm. so that you can like, like you have more room to put like, like it's the same scale, but they just made it bigger, so it's a little easier to move around and put the furniture on. The, yeah, on. so you can put it on a regular kitchen table and actually not have to lean across all the way. <laughs> right, You're right. And I'm I'm wondering if they scale. I'm sure they probably scale the minis, probably the minis and the furniture Makes as well, sense. which will be pretty cool. And there, so you can get the base game for 99, or for 150, you can get the base game and the first two expansions. And so anyone who's into HeroQuest will tell you that HeroQuest is relatively easy to get a hold of. Though it is getting more expensive, it's not horrible. What is a nightmare to get a hold of is expansions. Mm-hmm. And so the first two are the most common by far. Mm-hmm. But it's still cool for them to re-release the two expansions. They didn't have to do that. At a pretty um, good price, too. We were actually yeah. kind of ex- uh, surprised at what you get at the mythic level or mystic level. I can't remember what exactly the word they used. Uh, I think it's mythic. Yeah. Mythic, yeah, mythic um, level. But yeah, 20, 25 bucks for the expansion. Uh, that's pretty cool. I mean, Hero Quest expansions are like one piece of furniture and like four miniatures, and then like a quest book because you run quests in right. Hero Quest. They're calling it a game um, system, so it's not just a board game. Calling it a game system really opens it up to well, there's more modules, there's more. Yeah, it's open ended, and they're already 
you know, having a level with two of the expansions and some of our hope is that maybe they'll continue with doing those ones that are hard to find. I don't remember the names of them. Do you remember the names of the um, oh, later like released against, ones? Against the Ogre Horde, Wizards of Morkar. Something about like, a barbarian. Yeah, I forget what the barbarian That's okay. one's called. But, but yeah. So maybe but, there's an opportunity for that. Yeah, which is, is kind of cool too. What's interesting is they seem to have found a way, because I'm sure you remember like the um, Conan the episode about the Conan Kickstarter, the game system Kickstarter. Oh, Monolith. Uh, Monolith. Dude. Yeah, it yeah. was uh, there was like another Beyond uh, the Monolith. Beyond the Monolith game yes. system. We had a whole, almost a whole episode about that. <laughs> yeah, it's one. So, it's our second most popular episode. Uh, <laughs> I don't know exactly why, but uh, it was a lot of fun to talk about. So if they everyone yeah. clicks on it, they generally listen to it. So. So uh, it's kind of like that idea, like HeroQuest can be a base system because if you have all the furniture and the game board, all you need is to send out new quest books yeah. and then you can play new stuff every yeah. single time. So it's kind of a similar idea to that just successfully uh, implemented. Right. right. So that's pretty cool and exciting too, though where it falls apart for me is the modern aesthetic that they brought to it Yeah, in the artwork. The artwork, in my opinion, is really confusing and quite bad and kind of ruins a lot of the HeroQuest feel, in my opinion. Particularly if you look at the character cards, the artwork is like this weird blend of like realistic high fantasy with like anime and the characters aren't consistent from character to character. And like, it's just very weird. Like the monsters look really well rendered, but then the humans look awful. Yeah. And it. And the cover, they redid the iconic cover, and the Barbarian on the front just looks terrible, in my opinion. So I really think they dropped the ball on that. But if you're not an art snob like I am, it's a great opportunity to own HeroQuest at an affordable price. Yeah. I was prepared to see artwork that looked like uh, Zombicide, Black Plague, that really new school <laughs> uh, modern art. And what they gave us was like somewhere in between that and traditional uh, I think they were trying, to, they couldn't figure out, they want to keep the old guys, they want to bring in the new people, they want to freshen it up, and the art design is something that they were able to do that with, and uh, I think we feel like they missed the mark a little bit on that, especially if you already owned the game and you wanted to get a new version that had some something uh, that was a little more true, but was a little more open-ended, you know, if they do more for the game then it might be worth getting, but you won't know that until after the fact. <laughs> so I don't know yeah. if it's coming to retail or not. They didn't give us the super modern, but I think part of it is that they had multiple people uh, doing the art design. So depending on the piece, they had a, a different people doing it in their own styles. And I don't know that it necessarily blends well. It seems pretty obvious yeah, that they did that. I do obvious. not like the way the Barbarian artwork looks. It looks no. like like a cartoon, and uh, it's, it's just terrible. not very... It's jarring, I think. So, and here's the thing. Games Workshop has used dozens of artists per, per book forever, but they... It was intentional. You could tell that they gave certain pieces to certain artists, and in a way, it created this, like, its own universe, where, like, if you saw Wayne England's art, you knew, like, you were getting this sort of piece, and right. so it worked for that sort of image. Like, if you saw Adrian Smith's art, you knew, like, it was going to be this sort of piece, and you would, like, 
it just flowed and there was it was cohesive obviously games I workshop has always had a strong art director who yeah. pulled everything away jean blanc i think is john blanc that's is a great great sure. point whereas this it just felt like they were like hey I don't know who these artists are. I'm not going to try. They might them, be very well accomplished. Yeah, we're not yeah. trashing. You're, them as you're a popular artist. Here, you do this piece. You're a popular artist. You do this piece. Uh, yeah, they kind of match up. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> and it's if, like, and it almost or... seems that way on the cover, even where the backgrounds and the monsters are rendered in this like decent oil painterly style, and then you look at the barbarian, and it looks like a totally different cartoony style. Yeah, it's very off putting. I don't know. Yeah, you have like Frazetta made the background, and then you have um, the artist at Simon uh, make the characters, and you're like, what is right. going on here? And it's maybe I actually not that like, aggressive, but it feels that way. I like the art on like Zombie Side, like right. Black Plague. It's like, good. I yeah. can I can live with that. But pick a lane. Um, yeah, but like pick a lane exactly, because I even saw previews on their blog of the art for the cards in the game, and it looked fantastic. Yeah, it looked really good. Yeah. So I don't know. I. So I guess in short, I will say if you don't have her request and you've been interested in it, but don't want to spend the money, this is an awesome opportunity yep. to jump on it because it's a good, it's a great experience. It's fun to play with friends. Like it's a lot of fun. It's very open to customization. Um, I'm sure you could go on board game geek and find like a million different scenarios people have made to play. Home brews. Yep. Yeah. And uh, full plastic terrain is really cool. I think they missed a trick by changing the scale because I feel like a lot of people, a lot of people like me who own all the old stuff would have bought it to upgrade the terrain to full plastic. Yeah. Um, maybe so, so I think they kind of missed a trick on that, but I understand it. But um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's cool. Uh, Horror Quest is undeniably cool. This is like a slightly less cool recreation of it. That is still probably worth getting. Roadshow. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, just to piggyback <laughs> on that a little bit. I think that actually I got so caught up in doing the drop. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> it was, let's see the art. Uh, well, and I hope they do the other expansions. The really hard to get ones. Yeah. Like that might make it worth picking up. Um, so, well, I had an opinion. I don't remember what it is, but I pretty much echo most of Noah's. So if you don't have it, you should back it because it's great to have. It's a lot of fun to play with friends. And, um, but if you have a little extra money, you have a nostalgia for that old 80s, early 90s fantasy aesthetic. It's the exact same game. So I would say go for the old version because it just captures a encapsulates a moment in time and a feeling in fantasy art, uh, in my opinion, and games that uh, this one, this new one does not. And so yeah. if you have a little extra money, it's worth it to experience that experience. Look at the muscularity. <laughs> uh, Bardic Podcast did a uh, prediction before the uh, the launch of some of the things, mm-hmm. and he was actually right about a few things. Um, yeah. But uh, that was one of my favorite little drops that I had to cut up and put in here because the way he said muscularity. And it's actually pretty good because when we talk about action figures, like, yeah, Skull's pretty good. Look at the muscularity. <laughs> and just, it's pretty good. That's great. We can't get a hold of him to get him on our podcast. So this is the next best uh, thing. Guys, if you know <laughs> how to get a hold of him, I want to talk to him more than anybody. I yeah, would love to talk to him about it and just I we know his feelings about Hero Quest uh and why he thinks it's great, but I still think we could find something to talk about. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I would love to just pick his brain about other yeah areas of fantasy if he's into toys at all yeah what, i think like he does some he, stuff he does some like premium format stuff he's got a handful and i do mean a handful you could probably count it on one hand reviews of other things and we know he likes games workshop like, yeah. and we actually haven't done a games workshop centric episode we'll probably do that at some point um, yeah that'd be cool we like tabletop stuff but this is a good gateway into that kind of thing war gaming and such um, yeah. Dungeon crawlers are our favorite, and this is the king of them. And uh, yeah, so check this out or buy the original if you can't stand the way it looks. That's pretty much <laughs> just summed up all that. Uh, yeah, you can really just cut out about 20 minutes of me complaining. And uh, <laughs> I think it's good to pick out that. why we feel the way we feel. It was kind of complicated. I expected them to ruin it worse. Um, True. But, and I, I, I was pleasantly surprised that. They put people on it that really care about the game. They got the original quest designer to come back and do an, um, another book that I probably by now they have unlocked or maybe pretty soon. <laughs> Not yet. Not they're yet. Close. Okay, it's one of the topper, more top tiers. But it's I think they're, they've already gotten to work on it. I don't think they won't release it. I think it'll be like okay, it's fine, and you can have right. it. It's a book that they had to print, but it's cool that he came back to work on on this and um they got the original logo on there you know they got the original book you got the furniture looks similar but it's not made of paper it's made of plastic they didn't yeah. they didn't drown us out with a whole bunch of minis yeah they included some minis because that's the thing to do but i don't feel like i'm going to be drowning in minis which is nice well it's the exact right amount of miniatures yes it's the amount that here they're all play me. they're all serve a purpose <laughs> it's not just hey here's a pretty miniature Right. Um, so I can appreciate uh, um, that, you know, and there's a lot of cool things. Like they, they updated the game board in a sense of like, it actually looks like floors instead of just like multicolored squares, but they kept the coloration, which I think nice. is really cool. Um, as a cool little homage. I remember what I was going to say. I think the thing that bums us out about the artwork the most is that it would have been a really easy fix to do that vintage style in a modern way. Uh, Mattel is doing a great job on getting art on the back of their card art for the uh, Masters of the Universe Origins line. They had fresh artwork made for the back of the cards with like fight scenes and stuff, and they look amazing. Their box art yeah. is fantastic on like the ski sled um, and um, or sky sled, sorry, mm -hmm. and um, and Battle Cat. It just would have been really easy to employ. Or just, I think it's an art direction thing. I bet you those artists are so talented, they could have done it that way, and it may have just been like having a uh, guy it's, say... It's 100% art direction fault and not yeah, artist fault. Absolutely. 100%. So if you look at the game screen, so there's a screen that I, I don't remember what they call it in HeroQuest, but like the person who runs the game plays behind, so you can't see their dice. Oh, uh, it's Game Master or, or... Yeah, Game Master or something. If you look at the art, new artwork for that screen, yeah. it's very cool. It's definitely modern artwork, but it has like a yeah. very serious fantasy aesthetic. Um, it's very well done. But then if you look at... It's like so much a clash, because if you look at like the cover, like the background is that very serious, proportional fantasy new style but fantasy artwork but then you look at the other characters and they're like out of proportion they're cartoony i think that's what bothers me the most it's the, because it's like, the juxtaposition it's, of the two it's yeah, jarring it's yep. the clash because like the background is a new newer style looks great i because I, I just realized it because i'm looking at the barbarian and his fists are almost like 
one and a half times bigger than his head. Right. But but no one else's cartoony proportions like that. Even the dwarf, which the dwarf is where you could get away with the most cartoony proportions, is fairly in proportion. Yeah. Like so, it just doesn't make any sense. It's it's very jarring. I don't know. They are doing I, um, male and female versions of like each class, which is cool. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And I love that they tried to stay true. I get it. Like, I think that's very, very cool. Just missed it almost was amazing. And that's upsetting. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's why I'm like even caring so much because like I was prepared for utter disappointment, like completely right. or to be completely blown away with how much I love the new direction. And instead I got something like in between where it's like the same, but not in like, but not better the most, in other areas. Yeah. It's it's good. worse in the most disappointing areas for me, for sure, which yeah. is the artwork, right? right? Which so. is a huge selling point of the original game. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I think that's that sums it up. And, uh, you know, I think I just want to say... Roadshow! One more time. <laughs> just to, Maybe we'll keep some of those together. For All I know is I'm not going to put any of those little plastic rats and skulls it comes with in my mouth. Because I don't want to have to go looking for him a couple days later. You know uh, what I mean? <laughs> Call back to an earlier episode. Uh, all right. I think that's it, guys. We are on a bunch of social media. You can email us at mail at playwithitpodcast.com. We're on Instagram, playwithitpodcastshow. We're on Twitter, playwithitpod. Um, pretty active on those things. So uh, hit us up. You got some questions. You got some comments. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we really appreciate you guys checking us out and enjoying the you know what we have to say. It's been a lot of fun. And uh, play us out, Noah. Listen, if you're feeling down, no, you're not the only one. But we're going to get through this. And uh, Carl and I, we're your best friends. So don't hesitate to reach out. And uh, we'll talk to you later. Play with us.